the diversity of the phenomena of nature is so great and the treasures hidden in the heavens so rich, precisely in order that the human mind shall never be lacking in fresh nourishment. The Interplanetary Podcast. The exploration of space for the benefit of all mankind. Your hosts here in London, Matthew Russell and Jamie Franklin. As quotes go, I mean, that's banging, isn't it? That is uber banging. Uber banging. You're not going to get me with that one again, are you? That was a horrible night. No, no, it's, uh, we're going to avoid taxes yes, tonight. we are. Matt, yeah. it's a very special show, mm-hmm. this one, isn't it? Because not only is it our last show of what's been, may I say, a wonderful 2018, mm-hmm. for us anyway, yes. but... Um, it's also, we, we've got a few guests. We, we have got a few guests. Who have we got? We have got Jake from We Martians. Legend. Fantastic podcast about Mars. And it really is great. Anthony from Miko or Main Engine Cutoff. Also a legend. Also a legend. One of the most respected advocates of space exploration there is. The pair of them. Do you think that's how they talk about us? <laughs> I think, yes, I think we, we uh, carry that kind of gravitas out there in the world, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> we can always hope. Yes, yes, we can always yes. hope. So, Matt, it's been a, a busy time. Firstly, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was uh, very good. We, I've, I've eaten lots of chocolate. Yeah. Cheese. Yes. Cake. Standard. That's about it, really. That, that, those are the things I've been eating. I've been doing quite a lot of DIY, putting up curtains. Oh yes, how is your new up. how is your new pad? It's very good. It's very good. Uh, it's yeah. the the uh the the scenery, I cannot tell you how incredible the North Devon coast is. It's I just bet. I can't wait for my visit. I, oh, I I'm sure so you've good. been getting up at 5 a.m. to have morning runs along the coastline, haven't you? Of course, yes. Yeah. No. Beautiful. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no, I. Do you know what I, I have to? I, I, I don't know why I've got really lazy, but I think it's because I'm out looking at the night sky quite a lot because it's That's so it. clear. It's well, so one clear. thing you haven't been lazy with is the world of space podcasting. The world of space podcasting. I mean, We've had what an know. epic. To, first of all, this show's all going to be about 2018, and what an epic epic year 2018 it has been was incredible if you look back i mean i was looking back at what had happened and it's just insane if you look back at what's gone on yeah it's it's one of the busiest space years there's been since 1991 in terms of the amount of things that have gone up into the celestial heavens yes so that's that's says everything really, and I think there's been quite a lot of excitement thanks to people like Elon Musk, God bless him, Bezos. Drink, drink that mulled wine, and I tell you what, we're also gonna. Not only are we gonna look back at our favourite moments of 2018, but mm-hmm. we're gonna be casting an eye into 2019. We are. You know what, Jamie? We we had a Galileo and a Tycho Bray special recently because of their birthdays. That's true. Guess whose birthday it is this week? Wait, it's not Matt Russell, is it? 
<laughs> and it's not Jesus either. It's Johannes Kepler. Oh, Kepler's. Yes, Kepler himself, who was, of course, someone who spoke to Galileo quite a lot and someone who spoke to Tycho Bray quite a lot. The three of them, he is the kind of join between the three. And so he is an epic, epic person. But he's most famous, of course, for Kepler's laws of planetary motion. It's, which... not, it's not a bad one, is it? No. So when it, uh, we'd, we'd have to dedicate an entire an entire show to Kepler, it has to be said. He's just absolutely out there, complete, completely mad in terms of he's trying to always make the heavens seem like there's some purpose to it with geometric shapes and polygons, trying to be like Plato. Yeah. And yeah. Um, But he kind of stumbles across the fact that the planets are in orbits that are ellipses with the sun at, the, at one of the two foci. Well, this is it. And actually, I think uh, we should do a show just on him because there's yeah. a lot to cover. I loved our show on Tycho Bray because he's such a loony bin. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? I think a lot of people were very interested about the uh, the vicious sword fight where, <laughs> where, he, where he lost his hooter. Well, of course, and Kepler sought out Tycho Bray because of, of all the data that he had. And and Tycho Bray was a massive fan of Kepler because of his absurd genius at maths. Jealousy is an ugly thing, but please don't cut anyone's nose off if you feel that way. Hmm. This isn't hmm. the 16th century anymore. One other birthday as well, actually, Jamie, I should mention this, is Nancy Jane Curry Gregg, whose original originally was Sherlock. That is quite uh, a name. Yeah, she yeah she was born December the 29th. And is an astronaut. Incredible. Well, she's inactive now, but she was an astronaut who flew on STS 57, 70, 88, and 109 and had a thousand hours in space. Yeah, that's, there you go. Uh, that's quite a few. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Shall we, uh, before I get too drunk on the beer that I've opened, yeah. which turns out to be extremely strong. Well, you are in that part of the world. Shall we get Jake and Anthony on the line? Let's do it. Let's call them up. The Interplanetary Podcast is alive! We're through. We have Jake on the line. Hello, Jake. Hey, how are you? I'm very well. And we have Anthony on the line. Hello, Anthony. Woo! Hello. The boys are back in town. <laughs> I say that, but have we yet we haven't done one with us all together yet, have we? No, you guys sat in for me on off nominal when I was taking places in Europe. That's true. And, uh yep. that was off nominal Commonwealth. Jake, edition. you've been on the other one, right? I took I stood yeah. in for Jamie once. We've always just stood in for each other. We've never <laughs> <That's> actually <true. laughs> done it. <a, laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're quite spread out across the globe as well at this point, aren't we? This is yeah, this podcast could be called the Time Zone Game. I think is maybe the right. This yeah. is very international. We got a solid like one third of the Earth covered at this point. <laughs> We're like, like the Deep Space Network. A... <laughs> <laughs> Should we start off with some flat Earth trolling and just tell them where the sun is in the in all of our positions? <laughs> oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, I, I've got no sun here, Jamie. What about you? Yeah, me too. Yeah. What have you got yeah, over me there? Three. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful this day here. It's a nice so blue far. sky. The sun setting. It's great here. 
So, um, as as per, I believe, Jake, is this your tradition with the beer? Uh, uh, drinking beer? No, I can't claim credit for inventing that one. But that's not uh, your one. But but starting a <laughs> podcast with one. I mean, is that you? I think I mean Anthony started doing that on the the first off nominal, and I don't know why we. I think we just wanted to add a, like a spin to it, something to. I don't know, stir up the pot a little bit because... <laughs> yeah, we wanted to make it clear what we were going for with that show, that this is not a serious space show. I was going to say, is this, just a, a, is this just a sly way of being allowed to drink beer as you do a podcast? Yes. Okay. Firm, you've, you've nailed the point of our show. Yeah. Well, well, let's go around the room. So, Jake, what are you rocking? Uh, so, I picked up a um, like a variety pack for a local brewery in Vancouver. Ooh. It's called uh, Steamworks Brewery. And uh, this is a heroica red ale it's got a fireman on the front who's like he's he's saved a, a damsel in distress i don't know if you can see that but i love that um she's, yeah. like she's so got it's, uh, it's good medieval pantaloons on yeah. or something yeah it's a, it's a very like it's a very shakespearean outfit that yeah. she has on there maybe but, he's uh, yeah. rescuing you rescuing rescuing her from a theater it sounds like matt's already had his beer. i have i'm absolutely <laughs> i'm all tongue-tied anthony what have you got I am drinking a very standard uh, Philadelphia Pale Ale from our local Yards Brewery. That is the brewery right downtown in Philadelphia. Uh, so if you ever visit me, there's 90% chance that this is what I'll be drinking because this is like my go-to standard. It's delicious, and uh, everybody should come here and have one. Next time we're in Philadelphia. Like when are you When are you there next, Jamie? Well, I'd, li- I'd like to say <laughs> next week, but I think we need to book a flight. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. They're not too bad. <laughs> Jamie, what, have you, what are you rocking? All right, I'm unashamedly plugging my mate Dave's uh, new um, new venture into the brewing world, and he's also just opened up a pub in Brighton. And I'm drinking one of his beautiful beers. This one is called so it's Cloak and Dagger is the brand name, and uh, and it's called the Two Scoop Chocolate Pistachio Ice Cream Stout. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me correctly. Oh, if only listeners could see Jake's face at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he was just waiting for the description to end. Then he I mean, realized Jake's that was just, the actual Jake's beer just name. jealous because he knows I've out hipstered him. <laughs> but you just you just kept saying different desserts and it, it never ended. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it once more for you. It's the two scoop chocolate pistachio ice cream stout. There we go. Cheers. And it's absolutely delicious. So get on to cloakanddaggerbrewery.com. <laughs> nice plug. It's a n- nice native ad. That was very smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I expect beer for life. I am rocking Skinner's Breweries, Porth Leaven. And Porth Leaven is where my missus is from. So that's like it's her little home village, tiny little village Aww. in Cornwall. And they happen to do a, there's a little beer in celebration. It's quite a, quite a surfy place. If anyone's into surfing, they know about Port Levin because it's got... They need to look up the label because on it, you can see Matt. Actually, the moment <laughs> yeah. that he met his wife uh, is, is captured by this label. It's the ro- most romantic beer ever. It, the, only, the only problem is they haven't put his wetsuit on backwards, which is always how I used to rock it until someone pointed out that I was wearing it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> which is Wait, Matt, slightly embarrassing. When you said it's always how you used to rock it, that cleverly gets us into the first line of the show. I was hoping where, you were going to pick up on I my segue. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there, guys. Um, so, guys, it's been a busy year. We were all just talking offline um, about how our years have been personally, but let's talk about the world of space, shall we? 
Now, I think we should go around the room and check what our highlight has been for 2018. Jake, let's start with you. Highlight. Well, so you asked me to think about this and then you you told me there was one item off the list, right? <laughs> Absolutely. There's one item off the list because everyone says it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I won't say it. Um, so uh, I was thinking about it and I think that for me, the the most interesting thing that happened this year and something that I'm kind of personally following was this sort of like transition of power from Russia and the old Soviet Union to China. I think this is a cool theme that I, I've been following. I've been live tweeting the launch scores between the U.S. and China all year. It's been like my weird Twitter thing. And uh, China China turned it on this year, and Russia not so much had a good year. So um, I don't know. That's that's the first thing that, that really comes to mind for me. I don't know what you guys think about that. Ooh. Absolutely, yes. It's, I like that. Yeah, is that's, that's a good one. Do you think – yeah, I mean that, that China – China have absolutely kicked ass this year, haven't they? Well, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm so just they, trying to look for the stats. You've, so they, I've got them open here yeah. for you. I got you covered. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, 38 successful launches out of China. 39. There was one this morning, Jake. I saw you, you no, misnumbered no, it earlier. 38 successful launches. Oh, you're, oh. you're doing this whole thing? <laughs> yeah, oh, you yeah. got me. Yeah, okay. so there was the uh, the one, the private launch uh, didn't quite make it. Uh, the, what are you, Zook, Zuke? I don't know how you pronounce it. But mm. anyway, 39 attempts, 38 successful orbital insertions, which is like bonkers. I mean, even going back... Just the year before, it was less than half of that. And uh, so they beat the United States. They beat – and the United States had a big year too, and they still still beat mm. them. So um, uh, that's that was crazy to me how many how many lo- rockets launched out of uh, China. But it's not just the, the rockets either, though, right? Because um, I think in planetary, this, this Chang'e 4 lander is actually a pretty big step. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is it going to actually start – I mean – they landed a rover before. They had the the other um, uh, U2 rover that that landed there. But now they're going to go on the far side of the moon, which mm. is a first. So this is somewhere where China is going to hopefully, I mean, it hasn't landed yet. So knock on wood somewhere. Um, this is an opportunity for China to actually like rack up a first in planetary exploration. They already have this sort of relay satellite, which is a new thing that, uh, um, you know, the United States or no one else has really kind of done in this kind of situation. And they even flew, like, CubeSats along with the launch, too. So they really, like, to me, stepped into the planetary realm as well um, uh, pretty effectively this year. So So that is January the 3rd. I'm just reading up. So we're expecting China to attempt landing of its rover on the far side of the moon. As you say, that is the world's first. Amazing, yeah, January the third. We're kicking straight into twenty nineteen, uh, and, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's going to be that's going to be followed up by uh, Shangi five as well, which is going to be even more ridiculous as it's a sample return mission, isn't it? So that's yeah, yeah. and we're we got to watch for um so twenty nineteen. I'm, I'm maybe moving forward, but just in the, on the same theme of China is that they're going to hopefully return to flight their big rocket, right? The Long March. Five, five I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Their numbers mess me up because they. <laughs> I feel like they should be the bigger the number gets, the bigger the rocket gets, but that's not true. Um, yeah, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's no. just like the order that they thought of them. The They're like, I got another idea. Yeah. <laughs> Write it down. We'll come. Back, we'll get back to it eventually. Exactly, I mean, yeah. my my favorite thing is I thought, well, why why are they called Long March? And it and it literally is after a long march. <laughs> Like yeah, a famous old, long march. Extraordinarily literal. <laughs> some old, like, uh, you know, communist thing about marching, I think. Yeah. Right? Isn't, that, isn't that what it is? Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but it's named after some, yeah, just an epic march that they did, the Red Army. 
a long yeah, yeah. march. It's just fair enough. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it might have been that they had you know one of those calendar mishaps and March was longer. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the U.S. could come out with like a short crossing line of rockets that's just all modeled after Washington's crossing of the very tiny part of the Delaware River and just keep on this theme of like distance adjective noun for whatever your country's thing is. So what would Canada and England be? The Brexit. <laughs> the bre- <laughs> the long Brexit. <laughs> the, yeah, the tedious Brexit one. <laughs> <laughs> Destined to blow up on the launch pad. <laughs> it's going to happen. All right, well, we nailed that one. Let's move on. <laughs> well, yeah. Hashtag Brexit. Yeah. Um, and so, Anthony, what was your highlight of this year? Well, the one that you said we couldn't pick was the time that Elon Musk smoked pot on the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> Just to clear the air there for everybody. Good moment. Uh, the one that I love is uh, these Air Force development contracts that the U.S. Air Force has been working on for the last couple of years that everything kind of came to a head this year. Uh, and you had Blue Origin get some money for developing New Glenn. You had uh, ULA get some money for developing Vulcan. And you had uh, Northrop Grumman now get some money for de- developing Omega. SpaceX left out. And I feel like those four things are a good indication of where we're at this like crossover point where SpaceX doesn't need any development money because they're doing so well. New New Glenn's just about to come online. And these other two are kind of like the last ditch effort for these old style old space launch companies to you know keep themselves in the game so it feels like this is the storyline that i've been following the last year that is indicative of the entire launch industry here in the u.s and that's the stuff that i get particularly excited about <laughs> uh so that's been that's been probably the highlight because i've been like you know theorizing about it for you know eight months and it finally got announced this year so we've got even more stuff to theorize about for the next like three years well, at this point. So it's not over yet. <laughs> well, give us a little bit of your of your theory about where, where this is going. Well, not to toot my own horn, but I nailed exactly what the decision would be from the Air Force because this was my prediction. So I was kind of pleased to see that come about. And uh, the SpaceX side of things, everyone's kind of mad that they got left out, but I, I don't really see why they needed development money. So I was quite happy to see them just keep on doing their thing. They're starting to launch the EELV missions that they have under their belt now they just did that first gps launch uh last week or so um so that you know they're doing great over there and then you've got uh blue origin there who's kind of the sleeping giant of the launch industry right now and they're there to keep pressure on the kind of older players like you know boeing lockheed and northrop grumman uh and i kind of think it's a head-to-head race between those two to see which of those uh you know proposals either vulcan or the omega rocket uh get picked to be the kind of representative of old space in that new program for the Air Force. So it's, it, I, I think it's going to be New Glenn, uh, you know, winning most of that development money that they've already been, you know, kind of allocated, but it's not technically awarded yet. And then probably the ULA side. And uh, I feel like Omega will have a short-lived run in the history of, uh, when we look back, the long view of space history, I don't think Omega will be a big storyline for us. Well, yeah. Exactly. I mean, if you've got if you've got these commercial players, are going to be so much cheaper. Mm. What what what's 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 even the point? <laughs> well, Anthony, you made a really good point about Omega in one of your your main engine cutoff shows. Um, you did kind of a whole episode about it that because I went into that episode thinking the exact same thing as you, Matt. Where I was like, why why is this? Why is this here? <laughs> and and then Anthony kind of changed my tune a little bit. I, mean, I don't know if you want to talk about your your short theory. Is that there. the theory about how they're trying to go like a full spectrum service? 
there that one and also wasn't there a little bit about um them being like an exclusive uh national security launch provider and just completely writing off commercial yeah and i think that would actually be the way that they would go if they do get money like i don't think omega exists without the funding from the air force and as a solid booster based vehicle that's solid boosters and you know national defense are kind of hand in hand because all of our icbms are are solid boosters and things like that and they're heavily involved in the creation of those uh so if they do actually get the money for the air force um much in the way that antares their rocket that they fly for the international space station resupply missions uh these two rockets are are built specifically for these contracts that they're doing and antares doesn't have any uh market outside of the iss missions but it actually makes money for them in the long term because they put very little into the development of it and they focus it just on that one contract and omega would be the same thing in that they've already got these big boosters that they're developing for space launch system and they're going to reuse those and reuse the things that they're working on for sls as the basis for this and basically be able to run their numbers as if the only thing they're ever going to launch is a couple of EELV missions a year and they'll still make money for it. And and that's a totally, you know, valid thing. I think a lot of times you hear this a lot on the European side with Ariane 5. Right. Uh, where people look at it as this commercial thing that has to be completely competitive with SpaceX. When in reality, the, the missions are different <clears throat> for them. Yeah. Which, I mean, surely as an American taxpayer, you're a little bit more concerned about SLS r- rather than than these other things because i the more i think about sls and the more i think about the lunar gateway the more that we there's been some interesting articles recently about why they make sense but i just don't buy it where <laughs> do you, where, where do you sit on that do you sit on the fact that that the lunar gateway is just a job for sls and sls is just this hugely expensive thing that's gonna die the moment new glenn starts flying yes uh, well, so I think Lunar Gateway itself could be interesting, but I think that it's approximately 20 years too soon. Like, it would be a really cool thing to build once we have a lunar base and once we have things going to the moon frequently. It would be a cool thing to come along later in the architecture. As the first piece, uh, it's it's a pretty disjointed effort, and it's fairly obvious that it's placed exactly where Orion can get and no further than that. Uh, and it's exactly as useful as that orbit can be, which is not very uh, for something like this. So it, it it definitely is a political lowest common denominator, more so than a very sensible piece of architecture. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to kick everyone in the balls, isn't it? Because everyone's going to be so bored of space. I mean, it's so uninspirational, isn't it? To sort of go, yeah. That is my new argument against Lunar Gateway, is it's literally going to kick you in the balls. So I'll, I'll, I'll step in with a little bit of a defense of the Gateway, though. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's going to be uninspiring. Hey, you just want to sell your Canada arms to us. Get out of here with this Canada arm crap. um i I wouldn't say it's completely uninspirational because when we have a a shot of an astronaut staring out the window at the far side of the moon um that's going to be a pretty cool thing what and i don't care who you are you can't you can't deny that Um, especially when you're going to have like you know different astronauts from different uh nationalities different agencies all kind of working together and staring out that window at you know passing over Apollo landing sites and taking shots of them with their DSLRs. Like, okay, like <laughs> that's all, that's almost worth it right there. Right? Well, uh, so. But is it, but, but, but I think the general public just see, well, hang on a second. Bill Anders lent out his window and took a picture 50 years ago, literally 50 years ago. It's, it's, it's not that, it's not that big a deal, is it? We got to the, we actually landed on the moon 50 years ago and the best we can do now is 
orbit it in a radiation radiation hellhole. <laughs> it just seems just seems just seems a bit nutty to me. But I, I uh, but I'm I keep seeing very very people that I really respect sort of writing about it, going, oh yeah, no, this is a really good thing, and I'm just thinking, I can't I can't see it. I just can't see it. Well, I think I think a lot of that reasoning comes from the fact that it is a thing that could get funded. And all these other things that we're talking about would have a very hard time, given our current political process, getting funded in the same way. So if you're looking at a mission that would operate as like a government-funded space agency program, it is the thing that could go the furthest in a reasonable amount of time, you know, within 10 years, and actually get the money to do that. I'm I'm reminded of that uh, great expression in photography where the best camera is the one you have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, Very so true. like you could say you could say all the bad things you want about Gateway and how expensive and whatever, but like if it's the thing that can get through the machine of the US Congress and get into space, then well, that's that's how it is. Like that's what? just kind of how yeah. that's how NASA this, this works. Is, this, so. I'm going to go back to this is this is why I think it's it's going to kick us in the balls because it, it's just not exciting enough and then someone somewhere is going to read the piece of paper about how much it all cost and when we spend all this on space exploration and this is what we got. And that's like, that's pretty, you know, I, I'd much prefer spending it on things like Curiosity Rover and stuff like that because that really is ace. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely like a lot of um, interesting uh, examinations of like which parts of NASA return more <clears throat> on your dollar. Like, you know, does the does the science mission directorate give the taxpayer back more than whatever exploration systems development. Like there's a lot of, that'd be some fun analysis to do if I had like five years and a a, a big, (laughs) big research grant or something. But (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, I am obviously biased towards Curiosity Rover as well, but uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm an optimist and I like to think that at least once the gateway is up, we'll be able to use it somehow to learn a little bit about, flying people in deep space like yeah it is a radiation hellhole but you know what so is the trip to mars and if we want to do that we gotta hmm. we gotta put our toes in the water right but we're not we're not going to go to mars are we if we can't land on the moon yeah <laughs> well sure yeah <laughs> we can't set up a base on the moon we're not going to go to mars i mean mars just anyway mars seems further away than it's ever felt now Matt, as Matt, as much as no, I want sorry. to hear you say the phrase "kick me in the balls again," <laughs> let's continue. Uh, let's continue with our path of best of twenty eighteen. Matthew, what was yours? My favourite, personally, was Beppy Colombo. Oh, hmm. Beppy! Because just because I I got to stand right next to next to it while it was being built with my new mate Eric Berger, so that was that was <laughs> that, that was awesome. And uh, yeah, looking through the windows and and watching the engineers sew up the heat blanket and things like that and fill up the argon, en- you know, with the the engines, ion engines, fill, filling them up behind this big metal screen. It was totally cool. And, yeah, and then to go and see it launch, amazing. The, the, hi- the highlight Just, for me on that trip was listening to you do the countdown in French. Uh, I'm a, yeah, that, I have to say that is personally my, <laughs> my absolute <laughs> highlight of the year <laughs> was everyone's shocked face as I was <laughs> echoing around the building. <laughs> it was you know through the pa and everything it was quite cool <laughs> it was epically cool they Don't... didn't let you on the pa did they matt yeah the whole thing it went through the holes oh, that, like, <laughs> went through... he leaned in real close to the mic and he said this launch will literally kick you in the balls and then he <laughs> yeah, yeah. echoed throughout all of <laughs> everyone was like who is he can we check his accreditation please yeah <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, that was that was such a great day. Standing, yeah, seeing seeing Beppe Glumbo doing that countdown and uh, meeting meeting Charlotte Beskow as well. She was brilliant. She's so cool. That was an awesome yeah. interview you did. She was she was tremendous. Yeah, she's she's just as cool as ice and just really nice. Brilliant. So, Jamie, what was yours? Well, that leaves me. Well, as much as I think Richard Branson's a bit of a knobhead, um, I'm going to have to say it's Virgin Galactic, Matt. Whoa. Uh, you know, reaching for the first time. Is it what the company considers the boundary of space? Although I was listening to a very good podcast with uh, a guest of Jonathan McDowell. Uh, <laughs> you guys might have listened to it. And, uh, and he kind of confirms, am I right, that it's 80 kilometres Plus or minus 10. Is that right, Anthony? Plus or minus 10. Yeah. I don't know how you come up with exactly plus or minus 10 as I asked him, but uh, I'm, I am fairly convinced. I'll take it. Well, they Jonathan got to McDowell's 82. Argument. So, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm happy for them. And it took a long time. And, you know, welcome to the space industry, Virgin Galactic. I think it's been a, a bit of a rough ride for them. But, you know, they got there and that's a big deal for me. And I, I think that going forward to next year, we're very excited about the prospect of uh, of a UK potential launch. I'm not sure it's going to happen as soon as they think it will, but you know, I'm 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 with Jake on the optimism here. Yeah, I I think it's more likely than everyone. It's everyone's smiley faces. <laughs> it is. Uh, I think yeah, we could see a Virgin Orbit launch from the UK in 2019. I think it's thirty percent. He, he said it, but. Which I think would surprise everyone. But those vir- there's going to be quite a few Virgin Orbit launches next year, I reckon. What do you reckon, Anthony? You're the, you're the, you're the expert on these things. Well, they are a couple months behind their schedule, but I don't necessarily think that's concerning uh, in the way of seeing launches next year. I don't know, I don't know about overseas. You know, they're, they, they're pretty careful seeming, is what I'm picking up from their test sequence. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, the way that Rocket Lab had this year, maybe two or three launches uh, with maybe a long gap between some of those to work out an issue or two before they go big time. So I would say 2020 before you're going to be sitting on the plane or whatever if you get a cool press pass. Uh, maybe they'll watch your launch down or their countdown uh, yeah. announcement thing and they'll be like, man, we, we really need this guy. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, this is it. Get me Matthew. Actually, we, we could have mentioned that, couldn't we? We could have mentioned uh, Electron as being one of the best things of 2018. I mean, that, that really is a very cool story, isn't it? Oh, I felt like so kind many. of a like a come from behind surprise story. Like it kicked off the year with this, like, you know, their inaugural launch and it was like, Oh, very exciting. And then it just kind of went dark and everyone sort of forgot about it. And they had this, that, that big long scrub, like they tried the second launch and then waited a long, long time. And then it was just like all of a sudden, right at the end of the year, it was like, bang, bang, two more launches. And they're just, they seem to have just powered up. It's pretty cool. Well, Before we get onto 2019, um, you know, what we're, what we're really looking forward to, let's talk about some guests. Cause both of our podcasts have lots of interesting guests on the show. Now, I think me and Matt have had a, a pretty good year. We, we, we interviewed Tim Peake. But who was your favorite guest? Um, I have to think about Peake's it. Peake's got a really long list. I I'm like, <laughs> scrolling. I, I definitely just pulled up an Excel file here so I can remember people. <laughs> um, oh, man. So I had a really cool one with um, Mark Lemon. Uh, mm. about the the dust storm on mars that that kind of took out opportunity that was one that i um 
it was one of those interviews where I didn't have a lot of expectations because I threw it together so quickly. It was just like, mm-hmm. okay, this dust storm is happening. Opportunity went dead. And I was like, I got to talk to somebody. And I just like sent out a flurry of emails and one came back. And like a day later, it was it, we were on the phone. Um, but it turned out to be super, super interesting. Uh, Mark Lemon's a really smart guy. He knew a lot about kind of the atmospheric science and really helped paint a picture of like, what was actually happening and what to expect. So um, that one I take away as this year as, as a highlight for me. Although I don't want to discount all the other cool people I got to talk to because there was a lot this year. But uh, yeah, that stands out for me, I think. Nice. What about you, Anthony? I may be recently, recency biased, but I feel like Jonathan McDowell is a pretty awesome guest because I could see it being called the McDowell line at some point and being like, when I'm old, <laughs> like, look, I talked to this guy, you know, in the heat of the moment. <laughs> Uh, so I feel like that's pretty cool. It was really great, uh, and he's 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 amazing. Like I th- I think he's great, and I, and I think his his tweets are fantastic. Oh, oh yeah, he's <laughs> definitely like a go to source. Oh yeah, I mean if you, if you want to have any kind of yeah really brilliant fact, he seems to just be spewing them out at all times. I don't know how he gets because he's got a proper job. <laughs> he's supposed to look, he's supposed to be looking after the Chandra telescope or something. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be important yeah but yeah he seems to be pouring out all these space facts as well and his in his and his little newsletter he does every week or fortnight or whatever it is is incredible as well i mean that is just so well researched it's just yeah he's he's great i want to give a a off nominal guest uh mm. hat tip as well on the joint podcast that Jake and I do, we had mm. we had a guest named Gary from Lockheed. <laughs> oh yeah, podcast. no, I heard that one. Uh, great. Uh, so we we had we had Lauren Grush on the from the Verge on the podcast uh, one month, and we somehow Jake and Lauren both knew this mythical Gary from Lockheed that I have never heard of, and that kept coming up in the conversation. So we reached out to Gary, <laughs> and he was like happy to come on the podcast, and and it was uh, a fairly amazing hour and a half of my life uh, <laughs> yeah. with a guest that I would have never guessed would have been a fit for our podcast, and it was awesome. <laughs> I, I have to say that one of the best hours I've ever spent with any human being ever was the one I spent with Alan Bond. If He, he is just a legend <laughs> just a total legend and it was on uh, that day i did alan bond and robert zubrin and robert zubrin's pretty fun as well <laughs> he, he can really he get can going, get going. <laughs> oh, yeah. and he's uh, yeah I, I was so i was so drained after the alan bond one though that i mean yeah alan bond he was he was my favorite of the year because he was just he's such a legend in terms of being a, a british legend that but it's 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 incredible because he's he's not quite got anything to his name he's like so close he's got all these different things and it's just like he's never he's like the almost there man (laughs) but but he did say right at the end that elon musk was his absolute hero which i thought was really surprising i thought oh wow that's you know he's saying yeah he was he sort of thought and actually matt kate howes who we interviewed a couple of weeks ago she has turned out to be one of our favorite people of the year coming in late i just absolutely amazing and just i love what she's doing to inspire people um who don't particularly care about some of the shit that we talk about you know what i mean (laughs) i think it's great she just wants to reach out to people who want to get into space but are kind of put off by the geekiness of it um but I, I think it's brilliant what she's doing, and I, I love her story. I love the fact she's got Voyager tattooed on her arm. I mean, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's above and beyond. In fact, yeah, have either of you two got a, a space tattoo? 
Uh, uh, no. So all I, four no, of I us are lame, wa- right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I desperately want a tattoo, but I have like um, the weight of like permanency keeps me from being decisive. Like I'm just like, well, what would I get? Like, what am I going to like forever? Canada. Like, You'd have Canada all down have, your arm, surely. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't have that much confidence. Come on. Come on. What do you think? Like all the way. Right up. the way down. That sounds, expen- that sounds expensive. No, man. but how ace would it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah maybe we could uh, ask our patreons <laughs> that's a new goal oh, yeah. Lee Martian's Patreon. <laughs> yeah they'd love that Canada arm yeah. it's a very special cause <laughs> i'm I, that might right, be a little well, too extra um, i don't let, know so let's let's dive into 2019 um and let's go back to front so matt let's start with you what coming up next year oh no really turns your pages oh no do you know what i, I haven't even thought about it yet <laughs> I thought you were about to say. Oh, I, I thought you were about to say. Oh no, I'm not recording. <laughs> Let me have a look. Um, I, I, here's one. Do bears shit in the woods? <laughs> no, hmm. but beer sheets on the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's the okay. Yeah, the, is that the headline yeah, yeah. you're working for this uh, upcoming event? <laughs> the beer sheet. It's the space il commercial lander from the google x prize mm. ah the beer sheet clever i can't believe it's called beer sheet though i mean it is ridiculous <laughs> i can't believe you keep saying beer sheet <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only saying its name <laughs> yeah matt should we come should we come back to you come back to my beer sheet okay <laughs> all right let's go to let's go to anthony i i, I think anthony's gonna be way more prepared than you matt mm. <laughs> I'm I'm prepared because I I had like three in mind okay. and I whittled it down. There's going to be a lot of interesting crude stuff going on, but I feel like that's similar to the Off Limits 2018 event. Uh, so I'm going to go with a different thing that currently is on the schedule for 2019, and that is the what's called the Green Run of the SLS Core Stage down and what is it Stennis, uh, where they're going to take this Core Stage, the first one fully assembled, put it in the test stand, and fire it for full duration burn. Ooh. Um. So I'm definitely going down to that. It's currently on the schedule for summer of 2019. Uh, And I'm putting this on the list because I feel like it's the moment that could either go... It's going to tell us what the next couple of years for SLS are going to be. Either everything goes fine and we're about a year away from launch, finally, assuming that they don't drop another lockstone or something else (laughs) crazy doesn't happen. Uh, Or something goes wrong. Like they've got some major design issue that they're going to find out. And that's going to push SLS off a couple of years to the point at which I would start to entertain the idea that cancellation could be imminent given the scheduling of this and other presidential elections and yada yada. So I feel like the green run test could really be a, uh, a beer sheet or get off the pot moment of 2019. <laughs> yes. See, I, I set him up. Oh, you knock him it. down. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. <laughs> I love that. Okay, Jake, over to you. How do I follow that? <laughs> you the can't. problem is now he can't edit out beer sheet off out of the podcast. Yeah. As, as, everyone be like, "What?" I was going to turn that? the whole show into that. As I was <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Um. So mine is a is a sobering one. Um. So I'm just I'm ready for opportunities resolution one way or another. So um. You know. It's been seven seven months now since we heard from that little rover. Uh, we got like little less than thirty days in this kind of windy season, and so to me, if if we don't hear from it in the next month, it's 
things get very bleak very quickly. And I'm 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 ready for it to either call home or for NASA to just say, "You had a good run, little buddy." Oh, now we're moving will on. Will you remember? <laughs> <laughs> We make some commercials, an opportunity out there, just like. Uh, That's what it's got to be, right? I mean, and you know what? It won't be that. It'll be sad, but really, almost fifteen years of operations is a it's a great, great mission, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just ready to figure out one way or another. Uh, I think that's beautiful. <laughs> that's it. Insight lands, and he's like, "Get out of here! Opportunity. We don't need you <laughs> yeah. anymore. We got another thing down. See you later, Switch punk. it off. Switch it off. Even if it phones home, just ignore it." <laughs> hang up hang up what what can it be doing anymore anyway trundling along hey it can it can do a lot don't don't uh don't knock it but uh you know it can't do anything if it doesn't have any power so yeah we got we got we got no mars landings have we next year we got nothing mars two, no. two, two, 219 have we a- anthony called out my my podcast rhythm really well one one day we were talking is <laughs> it's, it's kind of like and if you follow like hardware and computers so like you know intel makes processors for computers and they do this they call it a TikTok cycle so one year they or not necessarily a year but like one cycle they do a um a new processor and the next cycle they they improve that one so it's new and then improve mm. and then new and then improve mars is kind of the same same thing every year it's either a launch window or it's not so you're on or you're off you're on you're off so we're going into an off year no launches no landings on mars uh so this is when i buckle down and do deep research and then <laughs> but uh, guys you're forgetting that insight is going to be 16 feet into the ground to measure the temperature i mean come on we do have some cool stuff <laughs> yeah yeah operations man it's gonna be great that's that's the stuff i live for i'm an ops guy so i just like i want to learn like okay what what time of day do you upload commands like and why did you pick that time of day <laughs> I, i'm just i'm just trying to be positive like you jay i'm trying to be more canadian <laughs> i appreciate that well, um, I'm very excited about New Horizons. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, because in my diary, January the 1st, guys, it says uh, it says New Horizons. So the spacecraft arrives at the distant solar system object Ultima Thule. So this is the furthest object we've ever visited in the solar system. So January the 1st, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, even though... Apparently, the first high-resolution images will take about oh, 20 months to get all the data back. But I am going to be excited on that day. I, I hope everything goes to plan. Um, am I right in saying that it's the it's the other side of the sun? So we have to wait until February, March before we get anything back? Yeah, conjunction happens right away, I think, right after the flyby. Oh. So. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sorry. This, this mission Who teaches. That? I, did I, mean? try, I did try and sort it out, but they this, this mission teaches patience because it's going to be like I think uh, it's like 20 months to get the, the the all the data downloaded. So like you're going to get the last bit sometime in late 2020. It's it mental. reminds me of when I was a kid and I had a Spectrum 128, and uh, the first game I had was Never Ending Story, and you had to wait about 20 months to hear that fax machine noise before it loaded and you press play. <laughs> I mean, that's to, that is tenacity. Kids these days, they don't know. No. Yep. No, I don't know. No. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll send you some links. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay, cool. It's basically the oldest um, computer game known to man. Well, in my era anyway. Oh. Over here, we, we call that one, uh, what is it, the Oregon Trail? 
What's that game? Oh, oh yeah. Trio, oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a great one. Basically, you get it in a That's wagon. That's actually the name of the next U.S. launch vehicle is the Oregon Trail 2. <laughs> I love that. So we're actually coming up with that. That's, 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 that's very long March-esque, actually. It was good on launch, but then it died of dysentery, so. Oh, oh my God. It happens. Yeah. What, what, so, Matt, have you, uh, have you, fa- have you found sheet, something? You have I, I found mean? something? Well... <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have gone with "damn you" with Ultima Thule. I definitely would have had that. But, but let's go. I mean, what what about New Shepard and Virgin Galactic? I mean, that that's pretty exciting in terms of we might see the first commercial flights this year, might we? New Shepard might happen. We certainly will see. I reckon. What are the chances of seeing Blue Origin staff up on the New Shepard? A hundred percent. So that's going to happen, and I reckon, 100%. and I reckon Virgin Galactic as well. We're going to see at least Virgin Galactic staff, if not paying public. So that's a that's a pretty that's a huge one, isn't it? Really, commercial space. It might go down as twenty nineteen as the start of commercial space. In that sense, I think we can space yeah, tourism and, and lump in SpaceX and Boeing flying crew up to the ISS and just lump it all in as the the commercial crewed space yeah. flight year. I think that that is. Odds on favorite for what the year of 2019 yeah. will be to space historians. I was yeah. about to ask Matt if we, you reckon we could get a discount on, you know, on a Virgin flight because we're British, but I called him a knobhead <laughs> about half an hour ago, didn't I? <laughs> so well, uh, just don't worry, I'll edit that bit out. Start saving. <laughs> I reckon if all four of us said that we would, um, that, you know, we'd advertise it on the podcast, I reckon we'd get free seats, surely. Sure, it will it will reach literally tens of people. <laughs> It'll reach like one potential customer who has enough money to spend on them. Uh, Jake, what was it we were? What was it we were um, laughing about on Twitter? What was it? We're we're on the mattress uh, grade of podcasters, is that right? Yeah, yeah the mattress mattress ad tier. That's where That's we are. It. Yeah, we're on the mattress tier. Yeah. This episode of Interplanetary was brought to you by Casper Mattresses. <laughs> and, you- and their new line of sheets, the beer sheets. <laughs> the beer. Oh, this is my favorite. Oh, yes. My favorite. Check it out. And you can return them after 90 days. It's it's amazing. <laughs> no, I'm going I'm to see. There's not, there's, it doesn't tell me how to pronounce beer sheet. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to keep rolling beer with that Beer sheet. One. Yeah, I think we have. Beer to. sheet. It's beer sheet. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, that we might finally see the fruition of the Google X Prize as well. So yeah, 2019 is going to be the year of commercial space, the year that commercial space came of age. Yeah, that's probably a pretty fair, uh, pretty fair assessment, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anything, anything else that you're looking forward to that's just fun for next year? Are you going to go any launches? Uh, the crude launch for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm penciling in Florida for, for uh, DM2, and I don't, I don't know if Boeing's going to fly this year. We'll see, but. Um, I, I'm pretty sure SpaceX. I mean, it might slip into like November or something, but um, that's that's I think what's very exciting. I'm going to try and get down for that one this year. Um, I also, I think we're, we're Anthony and I are both trying to get to IAC this year because the the International Astronomical Congress is in Washington instead of you know some scary faraway place like Australia or Mexico. Um, <laughs> so it's accessible to us this time, um, and so we're thinking of trying to hit that. I've never been to that one, so we'll see. Hmm. When, when is it? When's the Wednesday IIC? October, September. Uh, well, we'll figure it out. We'll look it up. I think it's September, October, so, somewhere Jake's on the border right. of, of September and October. Oh. <laughs> Jake's a planner, and I'm not, so I think Jake probably has it right. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we should pop along to that one. Be good to see Washington, wouldn't it? 
And unlike rocket launches, you know what exactly. days it's going to happen. So you could actually plan <laughs> for this one. Uh, and we can all go to the Air and Space Museum together, mm-hmm. assuming the government is not shut down oh. at that point in time. <laughs> is, um, guys, is, is Georgetown in Washington? Yes. I really, I'm, like I'm a the, big exorcist yeah. freak and um, I want to go and see the steps. Oh, you can go to the stairs. Yeah, I want to yeah. go to the steps. <laughs> Definitely. I'll roll you down them if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, re- let's recreate the scene. It'll be my final podcast. What a way to go. I'll play piano. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's a Roland, we'll be fine. Well, that is exciting. That's and actually, two native ads. That's two native ads I in this know, one. I know, you're so God, commercially minded, Jamie. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get shut down no no one's gonna shut this down they're not listening in <laughs> delusions of grandeur um but i'm also i know that we all uh always bring him up but he, so so elon's starship should be uh the test flight is planned for when i don't know when but it's got to be doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter it's gonna happen i mean that's that's massively exciting because that is uh planning one day to take uh to take members of the public to to the red planet uh, that is mega in my book <laughs> they're they're building some sort of what i'm calling a like an old grain silo yeah at the <laughs> at the launch it does look like the, a grain at the, <laughs> the rocket factory or whatever in in boca chica so um it'll be fun to see that thing kind of hover yeah, around that, maybe the, the, no, the I, nose cone looked particularly battered didn't it like that. Well, I, I was I was joking in our in our Discord that I'm not convinced that it isn't just a, like a wood frame wrapped in tinfoil. So um, <laughs> as uh, long dare, as it can go up and come back down. Oh yeah, no. Uh, dare, dare, dare we mention James Webb? I mean, what's happening? I'm, I'm scared. Well, that's put. That's pushed way. I'm out, scared because I'm so excited. That's yeah. It. I wouldn't mention it. <laughs> no. should, should we bring this up in a couple of years? Yeah, I thought this was the show about 2019. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I might. I'm just. I'm way too optimistic for that one. I'm just too excited about it. Every time I, I look back at the pictures, I get excited because it just looks so incredible. The uh, the Auditor General inspection of the process by which they're going to find all the the nuts and bolts that fell out is nearly complete. They're hoping to get that done this year. Oh, so. God. That's a bad look. I would definitely place a, a Vegas bet if it was possible, probably is possible, to to bet that it will be the last launch of Ariane 5. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's got to be flipping close. I would I would place that bet right now. <laughs> oh, are they go. like, are they past the point of no return of like building all the, the like integration specific to that rocket? Is, I don't even know. Like, Oh, I doubt it. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you, you could theoretically put it in a bigger fairing, right? Arian Six is similar enough. I don't think they would fly it on that. On its inaugural, on its inaugural, yeah, we could, fight. we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. the first Arian Six <laughs> sounds yeah. good. <laughs> Just to add so to stress. something we something we haven't talked about that we should definitely do uh, before we sign off um, is to check out what you guys have got coming up in the first uh couple of months of the year. Anything exciting happening in the podcast that we can push people towards? Well, I've got a couple of other interviews that are working on being scheduled with some interesting commercial companies here in the U.S. Uh, that I think people would be particularly interested in, one of which may or may not have just launched like 60-some satellites Ooh. out of a SpaceX Falcon 9. Um, so that is not officially booked yet, but that'll be about how that spaceflight uh, SSOA launch came together, uh, which is a particularly cool story. Um and they've also been signing some other interesting deals with like 
Brazil and some international partners. So I think space flight industries is a very interesting company to follow. So that'll be the first couple of weeks. But as I said, Jake's the planner and I am not. So I roll with it as it comes out. Uh, well, let's ask- but I expect, you know, like we were talking about the, the first uh, uncrewed demo launch of SpaceX could happen in the first two or three months of the year. So that will be like the big story for me. Mm, that's yeah. big. So let's ask the planner, Jake, what's, what's in the diary? <laughs> what's in the planner? Uh, so the early year for me is actually a lot of travel. Um, so I'm hitting the, uh, in February, early February, I'm going to Phoenix and there is a conference called the Women in Space Conference. It's kind of a broad, broad topic. So there's lots of science, lots of engineering, um, social issues in STEM. So it's a short little couple day uh, conference that I'm going to hit and uh, hopefully get some good interviews from. And then uh, later in March, uh, I'm heading back down for the third time to Lunar and Planetary Science Conference, which is the big, like, marquee uh, planetary conference of the year. Uh, five days long, it's like a, it's a, it's a gauntlet of just talks and, and poster sessions. Your brain is just absolute mush by the end of it. Um, but it's a big <laughs> one because, uh, well, two reasons it's a big one. So first of all, it's the 50th one. Um, so it's a big anniversary for them. They uh, they had their roots in a lot of Apollo lunar science, and so they always have this kind of connection back to um, Apollo people. So I'm sure that uh, Jack Schmidt will be there again. Um, we might even get some other Apollo All-Stars uh, to show up and do some talks. Um, and then uh, uh, just on a personal level, um, I was finally able to personally launch uh, the We Martians Travel Grant. So using some of the generous funding of our patrons, we put together a kind of a financial award to help a student travel to that conference. Because um, it's super expensive to go there. The hotel is like ridiculously priced. They charge you just to, to go to the conference. Um, and it's tough for them to get there. So uh, we're going to try and help someone out. So those applications are open um, for those students. And uh, I'm excited to help someone go there and then go meet them and learn about what they're working on. That. I love that. That's, That's super cool. cool. Yeah. Nice one. Absolutely nice yeah. one. Well, Matt, we we should probably tell people that we have a very exciting uh, interview coming up in early January 2019. And this is with the one and only Helen Sharman, uh, our first UK astronaut, So, which is, uh, which is going to be a mega way to start the year. Yeah, yeah. Well. We had- That's <laughs> intense, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> I'm, she keeping went to Mir, my, right? I'm keeping all my euphemisms out of the way for that one <laughs> yeah no beer sheets on that one definitely no. not matt right yeah. in <laughs> i think we should talk about one person before we go and and that's in 2018 elon musk went a little bit bonkers do you think <laughs> in fact more than just a little bit he, he, he went totally off the rails didn't he uh, really a hundred percent off the rails. That's the perfect phrase. But for SpaceX it. did really, really well. So, what do you think Elon Musk is going to carry on going down the loony bin path, or do you think he's going to rein it in and sort of get back on top of it? Because it'd be annoying, wouldn't it, if SpaceX is taken down by some ludicrous Musk behaviour? Well, lucky for us, Gwen Shotwell is just about the steadiest, most amazing person in space. Uh, so I, I have zero worries about SpaceX. I have many worries about Elon Musk, and I think he's going to continue <laughs> down the loony bin, as you had said. Uh, but I am super not worried about SpaceX because Gwen Shotwell is like the steadiest hand you could ever have at that company. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good bit of analysis right there. 
And clink, we're all clinking beers to Gwyn Shotwell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shotwell Plus for president. We've, yeah. we've got to have some characters in the space world. There's not enough. So I say, go on, Elon. You know, get get tweeting batshit stuff. Brilliant. <laughs> He's another, yet another knobhead or whatever you call it. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he, does need, he does need to rate it occasionally. Please stop calling very respected people pedos. That was, that's for a start. But I mean, what, I mean also, what like, thinking? I also wanted to say, Elon, like, please, look, please get some help. Like, if you need help, please ask for help. Yeah. And some sleep, man. Get some Go sleep. To bed. Um, you know, if, yeah. you need, if you need help, someone will help you please ask for it it's, it's that strange thing yeah. isn't it that that musk and trump do of tweeting it's just like just <laughs> just stay just away from it. full stop just tweeting yeah just not tweeting weird stuff just tweeting just tweeting at all yeah close it down guys although i'm having super fun i've now run out of beer and it's and i've got to edit this puppy down and get it out I'm just waiting to do the Ace back in space thing. I've been waiting years for that. Yeah, you guys have to do that. Trois, deux, Allumage Vulcan. un, top. The Interplanetary Podcast. Putting, Putting the Ace back, back into in 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 space. space. Man, I just, just leave mine part wow. of that. Wow. <laughs> that went as well as I could have hoped. We did. You did well. When when it, when I've edited it all together, it'll sound great. Good luck. Let's get some yeah. pro tools. I'll take your that. word for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We absolutely love your podcast. Now, can you please, for people who mm. are the uninitiated, and shame on you, uh, how can they find your podcasts? So you can find We Martians at we w e martians dot com. Um, so that's where I do all kinds of Mars stuff. Mars everything: humans, robots, science, engineering mars um and then uh anthony to talk about yours first and then we'll we'll cap it off yeah mine is mainenginecutoff.com it doesn't matter in this case if you think that is three words or four words the age-old space nerd debate uh (laughs) but that's where i'm blogging and podcasting and you can find it all there and then uh anthony and i do a a one together so uh, as you mentioned we we like to just call each other and talk about stuff, and so we decided to just press record on those conversations, and it's a little goofy. Uh, it's called Off Nominal, and you can find it at offnominal.space. So guys, check it out. They're all incredible, and I, I'm, I'm running a marathon uh, in April 2019, and this is now what I run to when I'm training. So uh, if I speed up or slow down, it's because of you idiots. I'm going to slip some stuff in there. You're like, run a little faster, yeah. Jimmy. Just like some subliminal message. Oh, yeah, messages. please do. <laughs> I'm going to need I'm, it. I'm going to record mine, and then I'm going to just, in the editing software, I'm going to, over the course of the podcast, slow it down so that like, the pace of the text say, gets worse and worse. I was going to say, could we up the BPM, please? Because, uh, you know, I need to oh. put the miles in now. Jake, Anthony, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Yes, thank you so much, guys. We know that we're asking you to drink beer quite early in the day, um, but that's brilliant. 4.58 p.m. here. I, you guys have nailed it on the timeline of this podcast. For there me. we go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's lunchtime for me, but that's okay. <laughs> You're yeah. clearly not French-Canadian. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> well, guys, thanks again for coming on, and uh, we will absolutely be speaking next year, no doubt. Cheers, as you say. No, cheers. cheers. Cheers, old Bottoms man. up, old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Nice one. The Interplanetary Podcast, putting the ace back into space. So, Matt, 
One thing we need to do before the year is out is to thank some very special people in our life. Absolutely. These are the people that made this year truly amazing. Hand on heart, it has been an amazing year because of these people. And hand on heart, I don't think that we could have carried on without them. So let's give a big shout out to our Patreons. Who are Bob Hodges, Tick, Darren Fuchs, Big Daz, Matt Gilliland, the one and only, Karel Sim, one of my favourites, Justin Roberts, the only Justin, John Benak, Papa John, Catherine Carr, Big Cat, Anthony Peggs, I love this Ant, Kaylee, Kaylee, I love you, and also to Jeffrey Marlam, yes Big Jeff, Richard Swain, oh Rich, and our absolute hero of all time, Mr. Julio Aprea. I love you, Julio. <laughs> That's a beautiful song. Have you been working on it for a while? A couple of weeks. Jamie? But seriously, thank you so much, guys. It's absolutely incredible. If you would like to join the Illuminati, how do people do it, Matt? They just go to Patreon forward slash interplanetary. And someone told me Mm -hmm. that it's not only helping us do the show, Mm -hmm. there's perks as well. Is that true? Yeah. There's the odd t-shirt, the odd mug, the odd thank you note, etc., etc. Well, I was going to say, you can help us produce the show. So in 2019, if you want to help us uh, with some interviews, if you want to supply us questions, then uh, become a Patreon. because. That's the kind of bonuses you get. And I'm just going to go for a quick rundown of our Black Arrow patrons who never get a shout out, but also we absolutely love them. That's big up. Big up. Nick Canning. Yes. Harriet Brettel. Yes. Gillian Norman. Yes. Dylan Thompson. Yes. Mark Schwern. Yes. Alden Vala. Yes. Ben Guthrie. Yes. Paul Fjeld. Who's yeah. who's a fantastic contributor to the show? Al Bruce. Yeah. Julian Blundell. Yeah. Matt Cooper. Yeah. Hutch. Yeah. And Joseph J. Burnett. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, because that this has been an incredible year for us. We promise that 2019 is going to be so epically good. It is. We've got some big things lined up and We can only do it if you keep listening. And it seems like you enjoy this absolute drivel. So thank you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And see you in 2019. And sorry we were a day late this week, but it was so we could have Anthony and Jake on. It's all right. No one knows what day it is. Nah, it's Christmas. Everyone's completely disorientated, discombobulated. This is it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. And we'll see you first thing in the new year. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.